It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to clean out on all things Best Supporting Actress. We don't necessarily talk about awards because we just talked about a whole bunch of awards on the main episode. But, you know, we may have some things that we've watched. We may have some assignments to give each other. And, of course, we're going to have a BSA of the week. But uh, one thing I can confirm is that I'm still Colin. And I'm still Nick. And woo wee, what a big, what a big couple of weeks we have had yeah. of the best supporting podcast, by the way. It's been lovely. I feel like we're really hitting, you know, after two years, we're really hitting our stride. We've been hitting our stride, I feel. Yeah. But I, I just feel really good lately about the pod and, you know, life and where we're going. I agree. I just, you know, for anyone who doesn't know a couple weeks ago we had our first best supporting guest mark from dublin underscore zoetrope on instagram and i mean uh what a delight i mean just you know they they say never meet your heroes and i say you're wrong you're wrong you can meet them they're great (laughs) (laughs) exactly i mean and this is his you know this is the season of dublin zoetrope like award season and just, I don't know, there, there's been so many just gifts, G-I-F-T-S, that have been, like, dropped, you know, from, you know, from the Dear Evan Hansen movie to, like, mm-hmm. you know, just new pictures of Beanie Feldstein as uh, as Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. Like, everything is just gold, like, what he comes up with on Instagram. So give him a follow, Dublin underscore Zoetrope. Um, and oh, yeah. You won't regret it. Raise the property value on this podcast for a week. Certainly. Yes, yes. So, so glad to have him. That was so fun. And yeah, it felt so good that like we had that as our 99th episode. And then we had our 100th episode and two-year birthday. And we celebrated with the Westons, which was just a joke of an idea that we threw around and thought one day we'll have we'll, we'll figure out what that looks like. And then we did. We're at that day. How great is that? <laughs> I know we've been putting it off for a while and I think it it just I think we just I saw that it was our 100th episode and I was like yeah it's time for the Westons and we made it happen you know next year is going to be bigger than bigger and better than before works we've already have we've already started to plan next year's Westons oh it's gonna be I mean you know (laughs) if you thought the Oscars at the train station in the middle of the afternoon (laughs) last year was exciting you don't even know yeah yeah so anyway, I mean, it's uh, I, this month has been this is just podcasting fever this month, and I'm loving it. This is what I want to be doing. But between you know, we're doing these episodes, and then All Right, Mary, and in the details is back, and uh, it's you know, it's like okay, I guess I'm podcasting now. Yeah, how is that? How's that been for you? Like, just you know, how is that? you know competing with like the free time that you've had like is it good to be back are there some growing pains yeah. you know what i mean it really is i mean that's a great question because i'm thinking of it in that context of you know the past few months being my you know my temporary semi retirement 
and and that sense of like you know I'm kind of ready to come out of it, but I didn't know what that looked like. I've talked about this on past episodes, and now all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, oh, this is what it looks like. It's it's being creative, and you know, on All Right Mary, we just did this big episode about safe zone drama on on Patreon, and that took a bunch of research and. You know, in the details is all a one a one man band, so that takes a bit of work. And it's, I could look at it as work, but then when I realize it, you know, like last night I was, I was actually working on you know pulling clips for the for the Westons, and mm-hmm. you know it, I was working until you know I cause I was like oh let me start on this, and it got to be like eleven eleven thirty, and I was like you know this is that thing they say of like, if you love, if you love doing this, if this is something you love doing, you don't mind working on it at 1130 at night. You know, I, yes. If that was like something from my old day job, I would, my soul would have been crushed. But the fact that it's me pulling audio clips of women in movies, doing acting and acting choices in micro moments. Good golly, Mrs. Molly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think all steps in the right direction for both of us too. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we had that conversation about like career trajectories and just like what we're, what, where we're going. And I feel like each day or each week rather, there's some really cool stuff happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Some really it, good momentum. I think is the, the operative word there. Yeah. Cause things are just happening. So that's, yeah. So that's what's going on. Things are good. Whatever existential crisis I may have been on a, recent best supporting after show i think i've just i've relaxed into it you know i'm like you know what it's fine you're doing yeah. stuff if you look that back, feelings yeah, yeah you're you're not just laying on the couch doing nothing you know exactly uh well speaking on the couch doing nothing um i have i have i'll keep it very brief i have a lower back update i know oh. the world has been waiting oh, thank God. <laughs> for the results I'm, for the I results of my mri say there was something that got posted on facebook and then i was like oh I won't ask yeah. about it. I bet he's saving it for the pod. Yeah, it seems. I, I, I in a way, I should have maybe prefaced that Facebook status because it's not as dire as it seems. Basically, I, I have a herniated disc um. on my L five S one. I kind of knew that was going to happen. It was either going to be a bulging disc or herniated disc. You know, the good news is we know what it is. I think the 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 next steps are probably going to be the hardest as far as like I I I can predict there's going to be some physical therapy. Um you know, at the most aggressive my doctor said maybe this sounds terrifying, but uh like an epidural like with a like a steroid in it and like uh-huh. in the affected area which um oof, I don't know how that's going to feel, but um I'm not in any pain now. I should have put that on my Facebook status. Basically, I'm just looking for like a good neurosurgeon in Pittsburgh to like establish care and get like, you know, get uh, that relationship going that way should I I mean I hope I never need surgery ever but yeah. it's you know it could be a possibility and I, I don't want that and I I think I'm in this weird limbo now of um, I think it's up to me to really make good choices and um, be moving and stretching and really being proactive about a lot of stuff that I'm really terrible at. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm wondering where that motivation lies, but, um, and I know everyone's story is different too. And everyone's been so great. There's like a, you know, a coworker that I, I really love. She's going through something really interesting or similar. And, um, I just, I don't know where I fit in that puzzle. So I, you know, a lot of people said like, oh yeah, I started out with PT and physical therapy or, you know, um, like a steroid or whatever it happened to be. And, you know, I had surgery two years later. And if that's what it is, 
that's what it is. But um, I feel good now. And I think that's probably the most confusing part is like, I'm not in a constant state of pain. It's just when I am in pain, it's bad. So that's the news for now. But it's it's good news and bad news all at the same time. It's good news and like meh news. Yeah, well, I you know, uh, a, a bit of a cliffhanger because it sounds like, a, you know, we'll see what happens when or if. But sometimes, you know, I feel like when people get surgery, it's like, okay, the short-term downtime or the short-term discomfort, is that worth, you know, that's worth the long-term solution, you know? But yeah, the idea of considering that chapter, it's kind of like, okay, if I do this, that's not just the surgery, it's the recovery, it's the PT afterwards, yeah. it's all of that and how that disrupts your life. And if you, you know, want to prepare for that. I mean, the upside is I imagine if you were to go through with that, it would then require a lot of laying around watching TV. Afterwards. I mean, there's that. That's to heal. I, you know? I, yeah, you could just send me your entire list. That's I mean, really what I'm banking on here is I yeah. can finally get, you know, really hacks protocol until you can't take it anymore of yeah. things you should watch. So Keon will be, Keon <laughs> will be the Kathy protocol. Bates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the idea of that would be okay i feel you know i don't i don't i don't want to have uh for instance you know in other news keon and i are taking a staycation uh Mm. in a couple weeks we'll probably i'll probably still record that week why not um you know i think it'd be nice because we don't really have anything planned we were gonna go you know there was palm springs was in the air and Uh then maybe doing some other things or going to la or somewhere in california but it's just it's just not the time and we kind of ran out of time because it's October, and so we're taking the third week off. But I think it's going to be really great. I'm excited to just have no agenda. That's Ugh. That feeling is like, can I bottle that up? You right, know? right. That's what I'm chasing. I, I think when I really think about financial freedom, and I think about luxury, and I think about like living a good life, it's like no obligations to do anything other than the stuff you want to do. And I know that that's lofty, but it's that's, this is that feeling we're chasing. It's like when I wake up in the morning, you know, no, I'm not going to finish that Kesha lyric when I wake up in the morning and I think there's nothing I have to do today. I am a rich man. <laughs> yeah. That's wealth. That's yeah, wealth. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of but which, yeah. uh, speaking yeah. of which, so in my, I live in a, the building I'm in, it's like a two-family building, two-family house, and then there's, you know, the main apartments, and then there's a garden apartment underneath. And so this woman just moved into the garden apartment underneath me, and I haven't met her yet, but okay. she is human tornado syndrome. She is so dramatic. <gasps> I've heard her on the oh, phone. no. She's the kind of person who, and what made me think of this is I heard her on the phone last night having some conversation where like clearly the other person was not getting a word in edgewise. And she was saying things like health is your wealth. Health is your wealth. Money. Who, I don't fucking care about money. No health is your wealth. Everything <laughs> I've ever gotten in my life. I fought for everything, everything I fought for literally. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. She's literally using those like the, like that stuff that people say, that's like, oh, it's like a reality show contestant. Right. You know what I mean? Like, She's that's... not here to make friends. So I'm not going to introduce yes. myself. Yeah. Um, so Oof. yeah, I, so anyway, that something you said made me think of health is your wealth. And I thought oh, health God, is your wealth. I, I do nightmare. love that. Yeah. So think of that with your, with your herniated A1C or whatever it is back there. <laughs> health is your wealth, you know? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, when it's when it's bad, it's bad. So I'm hoping uh, another thing that I just remembered because I'm I'm in my bedroom just kind of looking around is uh, we had it was actually kind of a jarring experience this morning. So Keon goes into the office once a week now just to kind of, you know, change it up a bit. They do have an office about 25 minutes north of Pittsburgh. Um, so he was there and I was, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know this feeling. I don't have to question it because, uh, you know, a fellow Aquarius, uh, just, you know, that feeling where, um, you need something from the grocery store, but you just can't get there. And it, you, um. so you just keep buying food. And in this case, it's coffee. I ran out of coffee. Like at this point, it feels like seven weeks ago and I just can't get to the grocery store because it's been a busy two weeks and I know people say that of course I can make time I could go to Target at like 9 30 if I really wanted to but I just haven't got there so <laughs> I've been buying coffee every day and um I so I get on my shoes and I uh you know I, I hop out of the door the front door and some guy's in his car and the pat the driver's door is open and he's like Keon and I was like what i hadn't i just like couldn't figure out what was going on and i was mm. like no i'm i'm nick and he said uh this is i'm not gonna get my address but I'm, right he said my address this is this address right and uh i was like yeah and then i i put it together i saw his car that he was from the heating and cooling company because we're we're looking into colin not central air but we are looking into those little like things that you hook up on like the top of the ceiling meets the, the like the, the hvac ducted, thing yeah yeah the, the ducted, ducted yeah. guys oh that's fabulous oh oh my so goodness. it oh. was it was a welcome surprise but still i don't like strange men in my house it's like who said that quote i don't like people in my house did whoopi goldberg say that she doesn't want to be married because she doesn't want people in her house isn't that something you sent me Oh, maybe. I mean, I certainly I can identify with that. I don't want people yeah, in my I, house. We'll yeah. say it's whoopee. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to be married because I don't want people in my house. Yeah. And I, I just get, you know, it's like it's like being gay, having blue collar men in your house. It's just like, of course, this is my baggage. This has nothing to do with them. And most of the time, they're really nice. And this guy was nice. He wore a little too much cologne. But mm. um, he came in and he gave us a little bit of an estimate. And uh, we're on our way. We'll see what happens. Wow. Wow, yeah. folks, you know, for anyone who has been sticking around with us for a while, you may remember the air conditioning conversation we had at the beginning of the summer. <laughs> Talk about evolution. Now they're getting, I, know. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly, ducted. They're, it's getting ducted. We're going to yes. pretend that's the word. They're ducting sure. their, their heat and their cooling. I mean, really, it's going to be a game changer because honestly, it was kind of a disappointment because the way that our house is set up, you have to have like a certain spot for them to be put in. And yep. the way that our house is designed, we can only get two put in, but it is oh. probably the two most important spaces. One is the bedroom and one is the living room downstairs if we have guests. But like game yeah. changer for podcasting, voiceover work, being on work calls because it's just like a quiet stream of air and I yep. can just like do my thing. And I that's... That's going to be worth its weight in gold. So, yeah, cool That's stuff great. on the way. Literally cool stuff. Yeah, I have that in my living room. It's just the cooling, though. The heat comes from, like, the one of the, the radiators by the on the floor. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm so oh, good for you. Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, lovely. I don't necessarily have any home heating or cooling updates, but I am going to take my air conditioner out soon. So I just thought I'd let everybody know that that's happening. Um. I did want to mention, in terms of things I've seen recently, I was given the opportunity to uh, claim an extra ticket of a friend's 
to go see Moulin Rouge on Broadway. <gasps> oh, and, uh, yes. Surprise, surprise. I hated it. It was, I hated it. I just, I, it was, I, I think I texted you and, and Jody and Amanda, the infamous group chat, um, the VIP of my heart, the group chat. Uh, but it was just a jukebox musical on steroids. And I don't like musicals. So, and I don't like, you know, I think if you're going to do a joke, a jukebox musical, I think the songs have to sit on the shelf for a little while and become something other than a recent radio pop hit, you know? And I just felt like there was like at one point in act two, Satine and, and what's the snakes? They danced to shut up. Yeah. Christian, whatever they, they danced to shut up and dance. What is, what is this? What am I watching? You know? Yeah, that's a miss. That's a miss there. Yeah. Um, this is tough for me, but go on. Go on. I, I mean, listen, this is a separate critique from the movie. The movie is its own thing. I think the movie actually did that well, where it was like, let's choose songs that are, you know, have kind of become a part of pop culture versus a Billboard Top 100 hit. So, yeah, I, um, I just... I, I don't know. It just wasn't my cup of soup. And I really, and I'm nobody, but I, I'm, it'll be interesting to see in the next few years or whatever, like, is this the predominant direction, you know, Broadway musicals are going? And yeah. are musicals like Hades Town really the rare exception, you know? Yeah, I mean, another group chat topic we were talking about even just today i saw an ad or just like an article about romy and michelle the musical mm-hmm. and i'm like okay at least it's two women and at right. least it's funny and like i do think one of the the best movie musical adaptations like movie to musical is legally blonde i know that sounds crazy I've but heard it that. is says that, solid that great. it yeah. is so good and I, I said in that group text too <laughs> i don't think anyone responded but it's okay <laughs> oh i think i was busy i saw it there and i i you know i may have been a little uh stoned i think is the word sure you're like i can't respond right now right. but you, you have like a separate group chat uh group chat with uh, amanda and jody you're like can you believe he's talking about oh musicals God. again yeah like he thinks uh, we care did he not see the <laughs> beulah hate you know i know yeah um but yeah it and then back to the future the musical is happening and you know the michael jackson show and and Diana. I don't know. Yeah, Diana. Oh, Lord, Diana. I mean, I don't know. I It makes me a little sad, but, like, I really do think, like, the walls are closing in a bit uh, of, like, original ideas that are going to be championed and, and and make it to Broadway and actually... Because it's, it's, it's solely about... I mean, it's always been about money, let's be honest, but, um, yeah, it makes me wonder... Yeah, it just and if, I mean certainly it's always been about money, and it just feels like now what makes money, like the idea of what makes money, it is that there is this already some known pop culture reference, whether it's a movie musical or it's based on a you know whatever something that people recognize, and and maybe that's the future of it. Maybe that's the cost to doing business on Broadway is you have to have that kind of crowd pleasing, you know, on you know in in the show, but. I don't know. It just, uh, it, it definitely also the feeling of like sitting in a, in a packed theater in a kind of uncomfortable seat wearing a mask for like two and a half hours. I was like, you know, I'm going to have to really love something to come see it. It really, that's true. Yeah. You know, and that goes for Broadway that goes for movies. I, 
I kind of I've come out of it with a deeper appreciation of being able to watch movies at home. It's I get the appeal of the big screen, but like I also get the appeal of the couch, the kitchen, the bathroom. I can lay down, you know. Yeah, the schlepping uh-huh. to Midtown, you know, it's it's all part of the gig. I I'm thinking too, and not to keep going on the tangent, but um, of I feel like plays are safe. I feel like yeah. movies aren't like I get, you know the first thing that comes to mind is network that was sort of adapted for the stage too, but I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. it's not as egregious as you know. Um, I'm I'm not going to say anything. So you know, but anything we just said, you know, right, right. It's, it's in, a when it, in the thing. realm of musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like plays. I feel like plays is just like. You know, we don't need another Glass Menagerie revival. We don't need oh, another, yeah. you know, all this other stuff, too. It's it's more about, like, revivals for that. I guess that's the version of, you know, I don't want to say dumbing down. But, um, you know, I just feel like when, when the newest movie to musical adaptation comes out, I'm just like, are they, are they fucking with us? You know, right. like, are they, who is Broadway for now? Yeah. Exactly. It's not for me so much yeah. anymore. It is. Like, it always will be in, in a special way, of course. Like, I don't know. I just need to write a musical. We need to write one, Colin. I guess so. I guess, you yeah. know. Or you play. Gotta, or play. <laughs> create the opportunities you want to see yes. in the world. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Stop bitching about it and just uh, make some art. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, I also, I. it's kind of like, I, I like the idea of not just looking to Broadway as the best of theater. You know, like, I think that, it's a false equivalence, you know, because it's not about quality. There's so many, I've seen amazing shows in fringe productions and outside of New York, of course. And like, yeah. you know, off, off Broadway, like it, that's Broadway does not equal highest quality, you know? And I, I, for sure, I think it's, I, you know, the positive of this is that this kind of dispels that it's not highest quality. It's just like biggest production. It's just, you know, the the you know the, the supersized version but it doesn't mean it's the best actors or the best productions the best stories yeah the most money <laughs> the, the most, most funding money. absolutely yeah. yeah so so anyway um is there anything you have seen in the past week or two that you want to talk about yeah i do have a short list of things i will say the tonys speaking of broadway came and went a yeah. really interesting sort of ceremony i know there was a lot of like hubbub about like it being on paramount plus and then like the after show sort of broadway is back was on cbs or something there was like some confusion i totally forgot about them because i feel like they were pushed back about like 16 times and i was like oh shit the tonys are on tonight yeah um but luckily my schedule afforded it uh you know to see it and i will say like as much as i was like as much as probably maybe you and Amanda and Jody rolled your eyes, maybe. And I, I don't know what you did see or didn't see, but I really loved a lot of the du- uh, the duets that were happening. Not all of them, but, um, mm. you know, I really, I, I'm the last person to like admit that I need to see Idina Menzel and Chris and Chenoweth sing for good again, but there really was something special about it. And I really was like, moved by it and like Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell singing ragtime like that was probably the pinnacle Jennifer Holiday, like it just mm-hmm. felt fun like I was like oh people probably hate this but I'm loving it uh you know it was it was a lot of cool performances on that after show yeah I I did not tune in I the only thing I knew about it was um what you all were talking about in the group text so I just sure I think I it was like I didn't have enough like 
you know, horses in the race to, to watch. Yeah. I don't think anyone did. Yeah. yeah. It just felt strange. And I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out. So sure. Um, but I did see the Jennifer holiday performance and that was, I mean, those faces. I love it. Those oh, crazy faces. faces, what she has to do to get that voice out. I love it. That's <laughs> so good. Um, and also just like blowing through a couple more things. Uh, one of these I talked to you when we were doing our, uh, production meeting for the Westons was um, scenes from a marriage. Yeah, with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. Um, I am caught up. I don't know how many episodes there are. Um, it's intense, and you can't really binge more than two. Like even I watched two episodes in one day, but I had to really space it out because it is. Um, I mean, with all that being said, like the subject matter and everything aside, like just. So, the performances are so good like the two of them together the 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 level of chemistry and trust and like uh what they're doing on that show i'm surprised like not like everyone's not i feel like because you said something really interesting you said how do couples watch this together yeah and it I, does ugh. feel very ex, uh what's the word like expo- exposing is that a word what am i sure i know what you mean it, it yeah feels like it's kind of pulling back the you know the curtain of, of what one or the other might yeah. be thinking or feeling yeah um, and you've only watched the first episode. I, think, I watched the so first far. one because I was like, I, the feelings that it brought up, and this doesn't stop me from watching something. It was just like, you know, I don't get, there's no triggers. I just don't want to see animals get killed. That's pretty much the only, you know, and I don't want to see anyone's fingernails get a hurt or eyeballs, you know, I don't want to yes. watch anyone eat mayonnaise with a spoon, you know, just in case sure. that happens. Um, but it was like, yeah, it brought up all these like uncomfortable feelings and like, like it made me emotional and I was surprised that like I only ever get that kind of like whenever I'm in a relationship my nervous system just kind of like goes akimbo and part of the Mm -hmm. journey is trying to come back to earth while in a relationship and it was bringing up that experience single and I was like oh excuse me uh no I this is a lot to handle and (laughs) but I also kind of respected that I um there's a show that was on HBO a number of years ago that I remember watching one episode of called Tell Me You Love Me. And I remember that mm. gave me similar feelings of like, oh, this just is bringing up all my stuff. So, um, yeah. but I want to keep watching because I, I love the chemistry between Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. I, I just, they work together so beautifully. I love them both. I'm 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 in love with them. I just I I just can't get enough of it. Even though for all the same reasons too, like they leave no stone unturned because it is something that you almost wish was a movie. But the yeah. fact that like it's still being like talked about and like it's just them. The first episode, um, uh, there is you know they have guests over at the house and maybe you see their daughter. But there was someone, right? Wasn't there a woman that we love that's coming up? You mentioned Tova someone. Felcha is potentially oh, playing that's his right. mother. We okay, think. yeah, she hasn't arrived yet, but I am waiting for that. Yes. So, fourth, the fourth episode was the best one yet. They're all great, though. Um, so you know, well, we will report back on that. Um, uh, the the only two other things that I have on my list. Um, did you have anything else before I kind of whiz through these? I don't think so. Everything you know, this past week or so between you know the All Right Mary episodes, the Matron sure, episodes, yeah. and um, and preparing for this and in the details, everything I've watched has been for podcasts, and and that's all been great. I mean, what a gift! But um, yeah, yeah, mine has all been you know sort of uh, 
quote unquote work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's like the tables have turned. Usually I'm in that boat. So I'm glad to steer the ship for a bit here. Yeah, please. Um, The the one thing I have watched, because I I know that they're doing a production of this at like a theater in Pittsburgh next year. And it's actually like, I guess the Netflix adaptation, it's like some sort of regional premiere of The Boys in the Band, the Netflix sort of thing, uh, sort of thing. Um, But I I had never seen it. Um, I'd never read it or seen it or really introduced myself to it. So I watched it and I know that you didn't have like any, I think your reaction, correct me if I'm wrong, was just like, it's good. Zachary Quinto is the best part. I feel like those were your thoughts. Yes, because I I really like the original from 1970. Sure, I, that is so. That's certainly my preferred version. I felt like, yeah, it's it's good, but I yeah, Zachary Quinto is definitely the BSA. That was my takeaway. Yeah, um, I I thought it like it's very interesting because it's like it, how would you update it to today? You know what I mean? Like, could oh, yeah. a it's like. I was, I think I was like drunk last week or something. And I was like, could there be like a gay version of um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, well, that's, I'm yeah. thinking of those. Yeah. And because it, it really is that. I mean, really, that is in many ways. Because like, like, I just feel like we talked about before, too, about um, you can forgive one thing. Right. Like, you're like, this would never happen. But like, there's no way that everyone in that room would agree to that game. Like there's right. just no way that that was one of my biggest takeaways as far as like, I just like, why wouldn't you just leave? Right. Why wouldn't you leave? Right. Um, and, and I couldn't remember if Matt Bomer ever made a call after it was, it was done. I was like, did he make a call? Cause I don't I remember don't, who he called. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think remember. he did. I, don't know, I know it's probably did. a long time. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I was just sort of swept up in it, but uh, a very interesting, I mean, I'm glad it exists. Like, I think there need to be, I'd be, I'd be really interested to like rewrite that or like, what does that uh-huh. look like today through a 2021 lens? There's our yeah. play, Colin. Let's write it. I, I mean, I think about that all the time is what would yeah. be, what would the boys in the band be today? Uh, I will say that like, I very strongly recommend at some point watching the original from 1970. I want to. Yeah, I want it, to. It just, it, it's great. And it really, I mean, the, the Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf vibes are even stronger. And Emery is such a, you know, amazing, amazing gay character in 1970. Oh, I love it. Yes. But I think about that all the time. You know, there was a play that came out, I think it was in the 90s, um, maybe the mid 90s, called The Last Sunday in July. And it's hmm. about a group of gay men on Pride in New York, you know, all at one guy's apartment with all of their interpersonal dramas. And there's kind of these meta conversations of like, oh, what if we were in a gay play? What would happen then? And it's it's a, it's certainly a lot fluffier, a lot lighter than The Boys in the Band. And I think is yeah. a, a mid-90s version of what we're talking about. But I think that conversation, that question, the answer is so much more complex today. And yeah. I I would want to explore because the boys in the band is so much, you know, about gay men at the time, just like struggling with accepting themselves and loving themselves. And it's like, so what are the conversations today? I mean, I know, for example, the one thing I would want to address is the fact that gay men are so fucking nasty to each other. You know, yeah, that like yes. we have we have confused cattiness for cleverness and mm-hmm. uh, and that people are afraid of being vulnerable with each other unless they're drunk or high. And I think yeah. all of that stems back to, you know, for example, a lot of gay men being told at formative ages to hide what is true about yourself. So those are some things I would want to talk about. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, well, I I did like it. Um, I I actually think Robin de Jesus was actually really good as Emery and this mm-hmm. one is too. Like, I feel like it's an interesting character. I feel like that would read better on stage in so many ways too. Like the bigness of that role. It does. It um, reads way better on because he yeah. it's the same cast that was in the Broadway revival. Yeah, and I feel like he would be great. I think he's great. He has had like he's had a long sort of great, uh, career on Broadway. He's in the original cast of In the Heights. He oh, was in the Birdcage, wow. the revival of the Birdcage. Like oh, I, wow. I, I like him a lot. Um, I remember anyway. him from Camp. That's what I know him. From. Oh, <laughs> I mean, maybe camp. one day we could talk about Camp. Oh my know? God, it's a that's a. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but that was one of those movies that I like. I think I rented in high school and watched in the basement with the volume on low, or like in in college or something. Sure, know? yeah. Oh God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But I would be willing to go watch. But yeah, that's a good like content. summer movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um uh, yeah, but the last thing on my list, I yeah. just started episode two today, uh, is the Squid Game. Everyone's talking about it. I'm I'm climbing yeah. on board. Um, it's very interesting to hear even your reaction, that sort of sigh. <laughs> What's behind yeah. that sigh, Colin? What's behind it? I just don't want to be on the edge of my seat and scared for eight hours, you know? Like, I just feel like I'm going to be... It's going to be one of those things where it's like there's certain movies, like there's certain Quentin Tarantino movies that I just can't watch because it's like I'm just afraid that someone's going to suddenly be shot in the face. He does that kind of like surprise intense violence. And I just like can't be wait. And I'm just I keep thinking that Squid Game is going to be that intense. And maybe this is my own. Obviously, I haven't watched it, so I don't know if I'm right, you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm resisting it. Of course, there's also the part of me that's like, oh, everybody loves it. Yeah. I don't think sure, so. Sure, that's the other half of the pie. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Because I'm awful, yeah. But uh, <laughs> and I know that. But uh, So you've now watched two episodes. As yeah. someone who doesn't like to be scared, I would love to hear your review. Well, this is really interesting because I, um, you know, I told my friend Jamie that I watched uh, Midsummer, And she was like, how do you get through that, but you can't watch this? And it's like the same thing, you know, similar conversations that we've had. Like I can do, I, I, I don't like, I was listening to Las Culturistas today and Matt Rogers was like saying exactly everything that I feel like, but I, but we do differ a little bit because he did not, he does not want to watch the squid game. He does not want to be uncomfortable. He does not want to be like have anxiety uh-huh. about it, but like he really likes haunted houses and I love haunted houses. I would go to like one of those scary houses where you have to like sign a waiver. You know what oh. I mean? I wouldn't even care. I mean, maybe I wouldn't go that far, but I would, I'd be down for a haunted house. I think and what he said or Matt, Matt said was, um, there's, there's, I, I, there has to be some sort of psychology behind it, obviously too, of, of just like, I'm in control. I can leave whenever I want to, but when I'm in a movie or movie theater, like I have to sit there, I have to finish it. And yeah. I think the other half of that is, I become too emotionally invested in characters. Like, so when someone dies or someone's being chased, I don't like when people are being chased. And that's like, that's the crux of horror movies. You know what I mean? Like most of them, you know, I I feel like at least like slasher movies and stuff. And I don't like being surprised. I don't like loud noises, but there are certain movies that I like the exorcist and poltergeist. And, uh, you know, even, I mean, I got through Hereditary, but that was that was a challenge. That was yeah. that was a big one for me. But um, 
Um, but with all that, to answer your question, I am fine with this sort of violence, which is a weird sentence. And I think it was, you know, if I quote myself from a couple of weeks ago, mm. like I was like, why is everybody obsessed with violence and murders? Um, and I, you know, because I tuned in right away because it's like Hunger Games adjacent, adjacent, <laughs> adjacent. And it's, you know, Battle Royale adjacent. It's it's very that, but like really beautifully shot. Um, I am into it and I it doesn't scare me does it give me anxiety yeah but there's something about this that I can say this this doesn't exist this is not real and I can right. like really believe that so that's a very long-winded answer but there it is okay and now I guess the other question is um are you watching it dubbed or with subtitles I would recommend to anyone who's listening to this podcast to watch it in Korean with subtitles because I watched it dubbed in English with subtitles. And of course I could cut the subtitles off, right? but there's just something lacking there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I don't know. Dubbing to be really challenging. I will, I'll always, you know, the thing with subtitles, I get it. I totally understand when people are like, Oh God, subtitles. But like, it's so true that like, two or three minutes in you forget you're reading subtitles yeah you mm -hmm, it it really mm -hmm. does get you know you just forget and honestly like i needed subtitles for broad church you know what i mean like it's oh yeah any bbc show yeah so like it just you know ain't no shame in a subtitle yeah yeah i don't really mind it and i i think there's something um to be said for like hearing it in its actual language like you there's more inflection and nuance like to hear it even if you don't understand it um i th- i think it's cool i think it's gonna blow i mean it already has blown up let's be honest but um i'm i'm excited to finish it um and i'll report back i guess yeah yeah i think i'm gonna wait for your full review and then i'll start watching it i think that's my yeah. plan um cool and i assume no dogs will die i don't feel like there's any dogs in in the squid game no i don't think so not okay. yet all right or cats no. yeah or or cats. Oh, speaking of Marco. Cats, speaking of cats, <laughs> somebody came raring in. Uh, somebody's looking for a half a can. I can feel it. Well, in a oh. minute, sir. Um, well, great. Well, I, I, I don't have anything else on my agenda other than moving on to our assignments. Yeah, best supporting assignment. Yes, because one thing I did watch recently was an, a movie you assigned to me, School of Rock. I forgot that I assigned this to you because yeah. it's been so long. Um, I know. Yeah. And you have the floor. I So I went in. I was like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's watch this movie. And I will uh, – he, here is the thing. You know, I always knew, okay, Jack Black is, you know, it, it's kind of like extrovert, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of quintessential extrovert kind of role. Yes. And I was like, okay, I know that and, and you know, it's fine. And my assumption or my prejudice was like, oh, my God, it's going to be like kids rocking out. Oh, my God, this is going to be the worst. Oh, these Mm -hmm. kids are going to be the Mm -hmm. worst. And let me tell you, those kids were great. Yay. They were all a collective delight. I loved all of them. None of them bothered me. I couldn't believe how good the kids were. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, yeah. Even Summer. She was so funny. I just... (laughs) I was just so, I was really, it's kind of like Pen15. I was so wowed at how good the child acting was. And that Yay. was a real delight. I, um, and Joan Cusack was great. I mean, she, it was so nice to get to see her play different notes and 
and sure she's just, the principal she's the principal she gets drunk you know it really yes. um if anything the parents would be the only like you know cringy characters it's like oh, enough with the parents you know sure if i was in that show i'd be a parent sure <laughs> be cast oh yeah as a parent. yeah I'd absolutely be like, you know national tour is dad number one yeah yeah dad in trench coat concerned at concert yes yeah. exactly yes, yeah. yes 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 um i and as you know as for jack black you know yeah, there were points where I was like, sweetheart, I need you to stop, stop. But then he'd have these really nice little moments with some of the mm-hmm. students where he, like, when the one was like, can I be the stylist? Instead, he's like, of course you can be the stylist. Go for it. And Yeah, there was fancy no, pants. Yeah, fancy yeah. pants. I So eventually he even won me over, you know? Yes, um, yes. It's interesting. There is, there's a channel on YouTube called The Take, and it's, hmm. you know, it's these two women, and it's all kind of like, video essays about different, you know, tropes and themes and movies. And they'll have like, you know, one about, uh, what was it like, um, you know, cool moms or like, you know, things like that. Or like, uh, but one of them was kind of about the, the stereotype of the shrew, you know, the shrewish wife who's always nagging and who's always, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Sarah Silverman in this movie was kind of one of the quintessential examples of the shrew. Oh yeah, like, she really definitely is. very yes. shrewy, um, for better or for worse. But I, I, you know, I had a good time with it, and I, I, I'm glad that I was wrong about the kids. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'll take that, like a, a C plus maybe. I'm, I'm gonna give it a good solid B, B plus, okay. B plus, B plus, B plus, because <laughs> you know it, it was the music was good. The things that I I knew going into it that Jack Black was not gonna be subtle. I knew this wasn't gonna be yeah. you know he's kicking um, over desks. He's rocking yeah, out. Yeah, he's rocking out, and I just had to make peace with that. But I was worried about the kids, and they just proved me so wrong. Yeah, I do love the line, you're tacky and I hate you. I think that that's just like gold Yeah, your fancy pants. You're oh, tacky and, and I hate you. And and the kid on the keyboard is like, uh, you have bad body odor and you're stupid. Oh, yeah. I just love that. I just He's love like, okay, I okay. respect that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I was, I, I, actually, I'll say the one thing I did keep thinking about was also, Oh, I wonder how they did this on Broadway. And I thought, yeah, I, another, yeah, another musical. My sense is I probably hate the musical. Have you? Are you familiar with it at all? I know a couple songs that are actually pretty great that are sung okay. by Dewey, the you know the Jack Black character. Uh-huh. Um, it's written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, Colin. Isn't oh that my crazy? god, that's nuts! Yeah, wow. but um, I I don't have anything else to contribute. Uh, all right, but well, I, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that with the songs that I've heard. I had like two students brought in songs before when I used to teach voice, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of great. Um, but I don't know anything else. So okay, um, but yay, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, now how about and you? I in return had to watch a little movie called Lady in a Cage. Ugh, you were trapped in a small private elevator. Yes, I. Lane code. <laughs> <laughs> I um did this over two days because I had, I think I was watching, I, I don't know. I, I, I split it up. I would say the second half of the movie, I enjoyed so much more than the first half. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's not that I didn't like it. I was just, I was so annoyed with like everyone else except Olivia de Havilland and yes. maybe, uh-huh. and maybe the woman 
the other woman who survived who got locked in the bedroom at the and end. And Southern, yeah. Yes. I was like, these two are great. Um, I was just, <laughs> I just hated Elaine. Elaine is what they called her. I just wanted to slap her. I was. Oh, yeah, I hate It's her. like, they just didn't. <sighs> I didn't know, uh, it was such a weird energy that those three had. I was like, what is this? It's like, they're murderers, but they're all, like, it was like this, at one point, just like this, like, it was like a, like a cuckold, like, situation where, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, having this sexual experience in the, in the tub, and they're, like, putting lipstick on Essie. I was like, what is happening? I just, like, I said that so many times, but all of that aside, if I'm just focusing on Olivia... Oh my gosh, that just like this is my worst nightmare being locked in a house without AC first of all. Like right? let's talk about that. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, it's just like it's a movie to watch in the winter when you're cold. Yeah. Yes, and um it made me want an elevator in my house first of all. I just didn't even know that was an option. Right? Oh, um, small but private I, elevator. <laughs> it was funny because Keon came in the room. I was watching on my laptop, and he was sort of transfixed. He it was like the last twenty minutes of the movie where things really go off the rails. Yeah. Um I think I think I really liked this and I know that's a weird way to say it. I would love to like watch it with you and a bunch of other gays and just like, you know, uh-huh. do like riff tracks on it. You know what I mean? And just like cuz I mean I I'd, I'd say that um you know, James Khan, handsome as ever, loved his chest hair. He just like drove me crazy in a way too. I was just like, "Who are you?" and and what's, you know, I just wish I knew more about them, but I knew their purpose. And I know this is not like the hours. This is, you know, lady in a cage. Right, right, um, right. And uh, I'm looking at my notes here. The way she falls, I, I, I wrote the way she falls when, and then I didn't complete that sentence. But she falls, you know, she faints a lot. Like, there's just so many greats over like uh, melodramatic moments I'm saying it, it's it was really entertaining to watch and I want to go back and revisit it in like six months and just like have it on and like have a good laugh yeah it's I mean it's something it's something for the canon it's definitely oh my god the villains are so frustrating it's it is there's a sense of like every everybody's frustrating even when she finally like gets out of the house and the cars are just driving by and you're like what the fuck Yes, I was like, why isn't any? Yeah, there's, again, being forgiving of the writing and like, I mean, if that was like a legit horror movie, I would hate, I hate, like if someone's almost escaped and then they get dragged back in. That's when I turn it off. Like that I can't handle. That's like definitely so... And I think Just that remember was that. kind of the idea of the movie was kind of, it was the depravity of, of humanity that like nobody even stopped. And it wasn't until, uh-huh. you know, what happens at the end that creates a spectacle. I mean, back to your point about people being obsessed with violence, it is not until that happens that everybody then stops and sees her and then they just stand over her. And then yeah. I love when she's like dragging herself up the sidewalk, screaming while they're all just standing over her, looking at her. It's, Oh, I just, I love it. And I just, I love Olivia ha- de Havilland for like putting her back into it. You know, like Oscar yes. winner Olivia de Havilland did not skimp in this movie. She did not. There was commitment. And yeah. Anne Southern is great. I just love oh. like a woman being tossed around. And that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like just the, 
the exhaustion, like how she's displaying her, like her fear and exhaustion and everything else is just great. Just sort of being like, oh, and they just, I'm a hustler, they just a hustler. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> See, those lines. are the things that like, yes, like I remember that. But at the time, I, there was so much, so many other things that I was focusing on that I was I was distracted. So I would love to go back and watch this again. I, I'd say that I loved cause for alarm a little bit more, maybe because it was a little bit more like toned down, but I still like this. I would say like, I would give it like a B minus. Okay. I would say, I would say. All right. Um, well, that brings us to our current, our next week, uh, next week assignment. Oh, uh, (laughs) uh, we're going to do it again. Okay. So, um, what, uh, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first in assigning our next best supporting assignment? Yeah. Why don't you assign me something? How about you go first? Uh, well, I am going to just make an assumption here and I could be wrong, but I get the sneaking suspicion. You may have some <laughs> catching up to do you. This, your viewing of the show work in progress may be a work in progress. Ooh, I I think I would actually surprise you. I think I watched three more episodes. Okay. Um, I can open up my, you know, Stars Anytime or Stars Anywhere app and see Showtime. where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or Showtime, not Stars. Jeez, Louise. Um, let me see where I am here. American Rust. I'm never gonna watch that. Yeah, Jeez. come on. Um, I think I'm on episode five or six. I would say, um, okay. looking at the app and kind of looking at the episode titles too. So I, I would, per, I would be fine with finishing season one. I think that's doable. Okay, because I got to get you into season two. I need someone to talk about season two with. I know. I know. I'm, I'm having uh, so many feelings that I just need someone to be able to be like, yes, I saw that scene too. Um, so I, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push the turtle and I'm gonna, your assignment this week is to finish season one. And you know what? If you get inspired and you realize you want to watch some of season two, don't let me stop you. Don't let me stop you. I think that's a great assignment. Looking forward to it. All right. I told you by hook or by crook, I'm going to get you through this show. (laughs) I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, great. I'm excited for that. And my assignment to you will come as no surprise because we already talked about it. Um, I'm going to assign you episode one of season nine, or series nine, as they say, of The Great British Bake Off. All right. Yes. I'm excited because the, the, it's so good because I just need that. I need that assignment to then get hooked into the show. And then I'm in. I'm going to watch the whole season. And then we can queen out on that together at the same time. Yes. And I think there are only... I, I don't know what the lag is like when it is released in the UK and then when it pops up on Netflix, but um, I've only seen two so far, but I think they're they, episode three probably should be up by the time this episode comes up too. So it's, right. I mean, it's always great. And yeah. I just always, and you know, I haven't seen it in a few seasons and I do kind of like some of the other judges. So some of the judges who aren't there anymore. Like what's her name? Sandy. Mary Barry. I loved oh, yeah. Sandy. I loved Sandy. So yes. Um, and I I've been hesitant on Matt Lucas, but then he was a guest judge in Drag Race UK, and he was very charming. So he's great. Yeah, I'm open to that. So yes. um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I thank you. I can't wait. I'm so excited to have Great British Bake Off in my life, and that cute guy, Chigs. Oh my <sighs> goodness, I'm Delicious. obsessed with Chigs. I think he's so adorable. 
and again he's 40 which just like makes him even sexier i feel oh, i my just goodness. like i think he's yeah. got a great smile and the women colin i can't wait for you to meet the women they're so good I can't There's wait. there are like three people that I like. There are three people that I want you to focus on, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. I just want you to like come back and be like, you'll know, you'll I'll know. know. I feel yeah. like next week I I will be naming the correct names. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's it's great, and the men are great too. There's two that are just there's there's a man that's like a real goose that I I think you'll really like too. So, uh, looking forward to that. Yay! I'm wait. excited. Great. Well, we've we've gotten our assignments, we've gotten all our agendas out of the way. The only thing left to do this week, this big week of ours, is yeah. to wrap things up with a BSA of the week, which of course is a food, a song, a thing. It's anything in our lives that's acting as the best sporting actress of our lives. That's right, Marco. You're my <laughs> BSA forever. Um and I don't think his meows get picked up on my mic, but trust, my my cat is meowing on cue. Um, I know, I can hear it, so it yeah. sounds weird. Who knows yeah. how sound works? Sounds weird, right? <laughs> anyway, what do you got? Uh, I just have one BSA of the week, and I'm going to um, you know, sort of summarize Please. it here. I've entered the L.L. Bean phase of my life, and I'm wow. embracing it, and I okay. just, it's very thrilling. <laughs> Wow. I, I did not like it came up as an Instagram ad. There was this sweatshirt that I saw that's like navy, gray, and then like green. It's like you know, just three like lines, like big blocks of color. Yep. And I was like, yep. well, I got to have that. Like it was, it's my color palette. Like I just love blues and greens a lot. So I was like, I'm ordering this. And of course, everything at LL Bean is. I mean, it's really expensive, but I will say a lot of it's like super good, like high quality stuff, super good, high quality. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up buying that sweatshirt and I bought another sweatshirt in the color spruce. And I ended up like liking spruce even more than the, the sweatshirt that I got. But I will say I like them both for different reasons. I feel like the spruce color is just really speaks to me. And they're like, I'm really... I don't know, I guess preparing for like cozy season, like cozy fall, sweatpants, jeans, boots, you know what I mean? And I'm just yep. obsessed with L.L. Bean and I will be asking for gift cards for like every Christmas from now on. I just think that um, I don't know why I never really was aware of it, I guess. Have you ever shopped there? What's your experience? Oh, yes. I've I mean, I don't know if this is a, a, a requisite thing, but I know with my parents more than once we have gone to the L.L. Bean store in Maine, which <gasps> I feel is like... Oh my gosh, that's a dream. Yeah, and I mean, it, wow. It just feels it, like a New England store. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, and this is... It, it's vests. just... The, it's and it's just epic. It's just huge. It just, I was like, oh my, and yeah, it was incredible. I so my my stepdad has always been a big LL Bean fan. He calls it Bean, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I got I got these boots at Beans, you know. Um, I love that Beans yeah. boots, you know, and because they'll replace them forever or whatever it is. Yes, yes. Um, there's that. Just say nothing of the Moose Munch. I don't know if you've experienced <laughs> Moose Munch yet. I've not. I mean, oh. I know what Moose Munch is, but I didn't know there was a specific Moose Munch to L.L. Bean. Or are I they the originators? L.L. Bean, it, that is, they are the <gasps> Moose Munch. They, Whoa. Let's just make sure I'm not talking out of turn. Moose Munch. Moose Munch. Um, Harry and David. It's not yours. You know that. <laughs> you know Get it's out. not yours, Harry. Get out. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do Moose Munch, L.L. Now they're acting like, all right, hold on. Moose Munch, That's okay. Take your time. I 
Listen, I could be speaking out of turn, but I know this much is true. They sell Moose Munch at LLB or great. something equivalent. Yeah. Anyway. Lovely. I went there for slippers not too many not too many moons ago is what I almost said. Um, but they, they didn't have what I wanted. But I, I definitely would love to invest in like a good pair of boots. I think it's time in my 35 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, oh, absolutely, for, like, a snowy day. I mean, there's yeah, something like about the realizing, like, oh, yeah. I can walk through this snow, and it's no big deal. My socks yeah, will be it's dry. it's empowering. Yeah, so yeah. I'm uh, I'm just super excited for this new phase in my life, even though it's an expensive phase, but um, I'll, I'll tread lightly. Yeah, well, I, you know, keep us posted. I love this, I love this era for you. Um <laughs> And uh, we'll see what happens. And, yeah. you know, I'm on the LLB website. They got nothing about Moose Munch. So this may be a Mandela effect situation where in my Possibly. reality, they go hand in hand. But there is something at LLB where it's like a caramel covered pop caramel and chocolate covered popcorn. OK, well, that's they have it by the great. register. And anyway, sure. Um, a potential future BSA of the week. Sure. Um, How about I, you, Colin? My BSA of the week. I got one BSA of the week. And maybe this is a little... Uh, you know, self-indulgent. But our production meeting for the Westons was <laughs> one of the most joyous phone calls I think I've ever had. I had a, I think we both had a moment of like, I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe I'm figuring out the order for these categories. I know. I, know. I can't believe the- I'm plotting out the Rita Moreno Award for Excellence. This is what my whole life has been leading up to. Yes. I. There were several sentences that came out of both of our mouths that were just like, I need to remember this. I need to put yeah. this in my brain. And of course, I can't remember any of them right now, but we were, you know, we had a great time. Yeah, it was, I mean, really, I feel like the Westons, you know, a little movie magic. We recorded it. I haven't edited it. We haven't put it out yet. So, you know, we haven't heard the final product, but it was really just a summation of, you know, everything that we, you know, the whole reason we're doing these podcasts and, you know, I've been doing this for two years and it was just so fun you know, like yesterday, you know, pulling audio clips, or just kind of all of the work I mean, it was, you know, doing for the different podcasts. But even that call, I was like, I was exhausted by the end of the day. And I was like, yes, I love this. I love that this is like a busy work day. Like that's this is the reality I wanted. So, yeah, a sample. A sample. Right. Right. We're like, in, I remember the, the stupid meetings and projects I used to work on in my day job. And I was like, Ugh, I don't care about any of this, you know? Yeah. And um it just, yeah, it was just fun. So I just, I deeply enjoyed the best best supporting production meeting. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. And yeah. many more, and many more to come. And many more. I think that we got, we got some cool things in the works. I, I'm excited. It's going to be a big year. I think so. I feel good about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I see you over there with your L.L. Bean coat and your L.L. Bean hat and that L.L. Bean pocketbook, and there's Moose Munch in it, I <laughs> I bet. was just going to say, yeah. I bet there is. So I think that means somebody's ready to go, and uh, I know I am. I got to go. I got to go do some editing. Yes. Yes. Looking forward to that, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week, everyone. Uh, that's usually the plan. We'll see yeah. you next week, and if we told you what we would be talking about, well, that would just ruin the surprise it would it would bye bye